All right. Everybody's here. Look at this. We're all right in the front. I don't think this has ever happened before in the history. Hey, thanks for doing that. I appreciate it. In the history of GM, this has never happened. Oh, Justin, you're back there. <laughs> I like Riley to be closer. No, you're good. You're good. How are we doing tonight? You guys doing good? Yeah, all the girls are right. No, there's some girls over there. There's only girls right here. It's kind of weird. It's all right, though. We're all segregated here, except for that little group. Good job. Way to be different. Daniel. Daniel and Darby, good job. You don't even know what I'm saying good job for. Go listen up. Go listen up. All right, hey, let's get in our Bibles. You got Bibles? Got Bibles? Sounds like a disease. Got Bibles? It'd be a good disease. Yeah, that's right. I got Bibles. It's a good thing. All right, turn in your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter Brizzle. Brizzle. If you don't know what that is, it's 3. Chapter 3, verse um, verse 5. Go, Riley, go. Everybody there? Got your phones out. How many people actually brought their Bible Bible? Don't raise your hand if you have a phone. That's not what I'm asking for. We got like five? A couple. Hey, these things are good too, you know that? All right? Make sure you read it more if you actually carry your real Bible with you. You always have your iBible on your phone, but how often do you actually read it? On your iBible. Just saving trees. Hey, they already cut down the trees, bro. You just got to buy them. Buy the trees. That is saving the trees. Fulfilling its purpose. All right. Anyways, 1 Kings chapter 3. We're in a series. Does anybody know what the series is? <laughs> what did you say? 12 promises and what? Oh, yeah. That is what it is. 12 and 12. Good job. G equals 144. Doesn't matter. <laughs> cool. Fun fact, just so you know. All right. So we're in a series about God's promises, right? So we're talking about uh, pro- <laughs> We're talking about promises, yes, but but we're talking about actually God's promises to us. So I don't know about you. I've done this a ton, though. I always promise God things, right? I say, well, God, if you let me pass this test, I'll never cuss again. Don't act like I'm stupid. I know you've done this stuff, too, right? If, if this just happens, I'll never do this again, right? We, we even make promises in a lot of songs that we sing, that we say, you're my everything, my all in all, but is that really true? I mean, if we can be honest. If I could be honest, no. No, it's not true. Okay? You guys can speak for yourself. But so we're learning about the promises of God, the things God has promised us. All right? The things that we can hold on to. When all else fails, we have those promises of God. So we're learning them. Today, we're going to learn one I'm not going to tell you yet. First Kings 
chapter 3. So we're, we're talking about Solomon today. Solomon was the son of David. David was a king, right? David and Goliath. David and Goliath, remember that story? No? Anybody there for it? I watched it. You were there? Sweet. Liar. David had a son. His name was Solomon. So Solomon is inheriting the kingdom of David, right? He's got everything that David had, which is a ton. It's a big kingdom. It's awesome. He becomes king. Now, when he becomes king, this is where we're jumping in. God asks him this this question. So chapter 3, verse 5. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream, and God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered, You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and given him a son to sit on the throne this very day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your king, your servant king, in place of my father David. But I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased with Solomon and asked for this. He was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this and, do, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have you asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment and, and administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in my ways and obey my statutes and command and commands as David your father did, I will give you a long life. Amen. All right. Get in your Bible again. Move to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. You going? moving. John chapter 14, verse 12. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you, whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. If you love me, you will obey what I, what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot, cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this day. God, I thank you for the opportunity we have to hear your word. God, I ask that you would 
speak through me today, God, that you would speak to each one of our hearts, God, and you would use us as your people. God, we love you, we praise you, we give you all the glory today. In your name we all pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so so we got this story of Solomon back in the Old Testament. Hey, babe. Anyways, get distracted. So Sol- Solomon is, is already this great king. He's got a lot of things that the Lord has already blessed him with because he's just inherited it all from David, right? So he already has a kingdom. He already has all this, this stuff he needs. But then God comes to him in a dream and asks him, what do you want out of anything? All right, God's about to give him whatever he asks for, anything he asks for. So, I mean, he could have doubled his land. He could have asked for the world. He could have said, give me Europe and call it Solomon. He could have, he could have just been a world conqueror and took over everybody, had everybody else as, their slave, as his slaves. Could have owned all the animals in the entire world. Could have had anything that he wanted, a gold castle. He could have had that. Anything he asked for. God kept it open-ended. He didn't put anything on it. He didn't say, but it's got to be reasonable. He didn't, he, there was no limitations. It was anything that you asked for, I'll give you. So Solomon asked out of all of that, he asked for wisdom. He asked for wisdom. Give me a discerning heart. Lord, you've already given me all these things. Help me to just know what to do with all these people. That was his ask. That's what he wanted. Out of everything in the world, he just wanted to have this discerning heart to be able to tell what's right, what's wrong, what to do in each situation, how to lead these people, how to, basically how to serve him and serve these people is what he's asking. So then we go to John chapter 14, and then Jesus is telling his disciples, look, this is what I leave you. This is a promise that he gives. He says, I will do anything, anything you ask me in my name, I will give you. Anything in my name you ask, I will give you. Right? And then it goes on to say that he has given us another counselor. Right? So Jesus was the first counselor. And he says, but the Father is leaving you another counselor. Another counselor is the Holy Spirit. Right, so he leaves us with the Holy Spirit. To all the disciples, to each one of us, right, he leaves the Holy Spirit. And he says, anything you ask for in my name will be given to you. All right? Anything you ask for in my name. But see, God's not talking about the riches and these, these great wonders. Right? He's not saying, okay, ask me to own Abbot Loop and I'll give it to you. Right? He's not saying, ask me to conquer the world, and I'll give it to you, right? He's talking to his disciples. He's talking to his followers. And then he says, if you obey my commands, right? His commands are what? Love God, love one another, right? He's telling us to love God and love one another. Solomon already has this figured out. Before the New Testament even comes, He's thinking, he's, at, he's basically asking for the Holy Spirit. He is asking for a discerning heart. He is asking to know 
in situations what to do and how to lead. He's asking for that. Out of everything he could ask for, he basically asks for the Holy Spirit. But Jesus just comes in and gives us the Holy Spirit before we even ask. And he says, call upon me, and anything in my name I will give to you. Right? We have to activate the Holy Spirit in us. When we want something, we need to ask God for those things. And we should be asking him for wisdom. God, give me discernment in this situation that I go into. God, give me a heart for people. God, give me a vision for my life. Right? In loving God and loving people. Lord, how do I love people? The things that we ask for in his name, he wants to give us. God, we want this city. We've been asking for this. Right? This has been something on our heart. God wants to activate this inside of us. He wants to give us the faith to be able to ask for things in his name. We should be asking for our neighbor's salvation. God, I just pray a blessing over this guy, Paul. Lord, I, I pray that you would help me to lead him to you. Or we, we, even we claim it. We say, God, I believe that you are going to lead him to you. Use me in whatever way you can. Right? These are the things we should be asking God for. Asking God for a vision for our lives. How often are we asking God for vision in our life? How often are we asking God for direction and a discerning heart? Lord, how do I lead your people? How do I lead my family to you? How do I go out and reach my city? Right? We've been claiming this for a long time, but what are we doing individually saying, God, send me? God, what can you do through me? God, what are the gifts you've placed in me? God, how can I be used to bless you? God, how can I be used to serve your people in the church? How can I be used to serve your people outside of the church? These are the kind of things God is saying. Anything that we ask for in his name, he's going to give to us, right? But we have to access our faith and believe that God's already given us the Holy Spirit. He's already given us the power and the authority, right, to, to speak against demons, right, to heal people, to raise people from the dead. But we, we're not accessing our faith enough and believing God that, that when I say, that when, when he promises us, anything you ask in my name, I'll give you. And we need to claim that. We need to believe that. I, I fall short of that all the time. I say it kind of randomly, but I don't say it with power and authority and believe it enough. And we need to be believing that God wants to lead this city to him. God wants to use the people in this room to lead your neighbors and your coworkers and your, your friends at school and your family members to Jesus. Man, we got to be believing that and claiming it and asking, right? We need to be laying our hands on each other when we're sick and believing healing over it. I heard a testimony today that, that this lady had broken her arm uh, snowboarding, and it was, it was broken real bad. The bone was like poking out of nerve somehow. It was really gross. It was broken in like a few different ways. 
And, and she told all of her friends, and they were praying for her and praying for her. And she had gone to the doctor, and they said, okay, yeah, you definitely need surgery. Like, we need to get you in right now. But they kept praying. They kept believing in faith that she was going to be healed. And she went back to the doctor, and the surgeon looks at her, same guy that did my Achilles surgery. Should have had more faith. Just kidding. And, and he go, comes to her, and he looks at her, and he says, have you been praying? No joke. This is what he said. She goes, yeah, we've been praying, and our, our family's been praying, and a lot of people have been praying for me. He said, you don't need surgery. You just need to be in a cast for a couple of weeks. It's already healing on its own. Praise God for that because they believed and they asked in the name of Jesus that this would happen. Man, we need to have faith like that. We need to be blessed by stories like this because we're accessing our faith and we're calling upon God. And we're saying, God, I know this is one of your promises. You promised me that anything I ask in your name will be given to me. So I'm claiming healing over my leg. Or I'm claiming my brother's salvation in the name of Jesus. And we keep calling upon God. And we don't give up. We've been calling upon God for this ministry that, that he would move mightily in this ministry. That, that this whole place would be filled with people. Not that we want a giant ministry. But we want to see people come to Jesus. Right, But I feel like we've been losing faith in that. We've been losing faith in the fact that this whole place is going to be packed with people because they want to know about Jesus. But we need to access our own faith. We need to look in our own hearts, and we need to say, God, I'm believing you for this city. Maybe you haven't been doing that lately. I haven't been doing that lately. But I'm claiming salvations in the name of Jesus. I'm claiming them. I'm doing it now. I'm asking God that he will help me lead other people to him. I'm asking him, Lord, who should I be spending time with? God, who, who can I go talk to about you? What can I do? Those are the things we need to be asking God daily. Lord, use me. Don't wait for him to use somebody else and them to bring you with them. Don't wait. You have that same power, that same Holy Spirit in you, that all your youth pastors and senior pastors have. That same Holy Spirit. It's not a different Holy Spirit. It's the same one. We all have the same power. We just need to access it. Yes, we have different gifts. But we all have this promise that Jesus spoke. He says, anything you ask in my name will be given to you. We need to claim that in our personal lives. Claim that over yourself. You're at, I'm asking you today for peace. Lord, I'm stressed. I'm discouraged. I'm claiming and asking for peace in the name of Jesus. I'm asking for joy. I've been depressed lately and down. Lord, I'm asking you for joy, and I'm believing that you have promised this to me. And access your faith. Lord, I haven't had enough faith lately. lately. God, I'm asking for more faith. We need to be speaking these things over ourselves and over each other. And believing in one another. We haven't been doing this enough lately. Maybe you have personally. I haven't been. And I feel like a lot of us haven't been too. We need to access that faith. God has given us power for a reason. Not so that we'll just let it sit and not do anything and wait for somebody else to move. But that we would have the courage to step up and to start claiming things. And start asking God for people in our lives. Start asking God that he would fix our broken hearts. 
that he would do something amongst you. Maybe you felt complacent lately. You haven't done much. You've just been lazy. Been there lately. Ask God to rejuvenate you. Ask God to, to kick you in the butt and get you moving and restore that passion and restore your first love. Ask God to, to do a work inside of you. Solomon could have asked for anything, and he says, God, basically teach me how to serve these people, how to love these people, how to lead your people, and how to follow you. That's what he's asking. And that's what we need to be asking is, God, how can I love you more? What can I do? How can I serve your people? What can you do through me? Worship team, if you guys want to come back up. I know it's just a quick message, but it's something that, that has been on my heart lately. That I feel like I haven't done enough. I haven't accessed that Holy Spirit in me daily. And look, we all can grow in this. We all can access the Holy Spirit in our lives. In the same way, we need to ask for wisdom. So I want you to stand up. We're going to worship God a little bit longer. Go ahead and stand up. And just, just search your hearts a little bit. Just ask God, Lord, what areas can you use me in that I haven't been used in? Or God, Lord, I just pray for wisdom in my life. Lord, that you would give me discernment. That you would teach me when to act and when not to. And when to respond and how to respond. Teach me how to love my neighbor. Start asking God these things in your life. Start accessing the Holy Spirit in your life. And start stirring up your faith. So let's just, let's just get together. Let's just pray and just start seeking God in this. Lord, where in my life have I neglected you and neglected the Holy Spirit and not been accessing my faith? And let's claim it. Let's ask him for something today and believe him for it. Whatever it is on your heart, ask him for that thing. And I'm not talking about a Lamborghini. Don't ask him for something material and stupid. Okay, we're asking him for the power and the authority that he's already placed inside of us to be accessed, to be used, to be believed in, that we would have more faith that we would believe that we have the power of God inside of us, that we would believe that we have joy even in the midst of our struggles, that we have peace in the midst of our struggles. We believe that we have faith that we just need to tap into. And you start claiming these things in your life, and you start asking God for those things that have been missing. Or asking God to uh, rekindle that fire in your heart that you once had. That's been missing for a while. That he would restore passion in your heart. That you would remember your first love. That you would remember what you felt like when you first got saved. And how you were on fire for God and wanted to serve him. This is something I'm asking for. I'm asking for that fire to be rekindled. That love for the lost. That he would break my heart when I see broken people.
people hurting and people lost, that I would feel those, that I wouldn't just walk by somebody and not share my faith with them and not share my love to them, that I wouldn't just hold in the the power and the, the strength and the things that God has given me, that I won't just hold it inside, but that I would give it back out. And I would love people with that. And I would have power when I speak. And I would speak with authority. And I would speak with confidence and a godly confidence that God has placed inside of me. Start speaking those things out loud to him. Claim it right now. Claim it out loud. God, I'm asking for faith. God, I'm asking for joy. God, I'm asking for this city to see your face and to know you and to claim your love over them. God, I'm asking and I'm believing that you're going to use these people in this room to lead your city to you, God. I'm claiming healings in the name of Jesus. I'm claiming that people in this room will put hands on hurting and broken people and they would be healed in the name of Jesus. I'm claiming that. What are you claiming? Don't wait for me to say something. You say what's on your heart. Say it out loud. Don't be soft. Don't hold back. Don't be timid. You have not been given a spirit of timidity, but of strength and of power. But you need to access that strength and that power in your life and claim it today in the name of Jesus. Don't be timid. Don't let me be the only one yelling. Somebody yell something. Real. Claim it in your life. Believe that God is giving it to you. Maybe he's highlighting a person in your life that you want to claim their salvation. Maybe he's highlighting a person that he's telling you to go after and to seek and to pursue. Maybe you don't have a vision for your life and you need to ask God for a vision tonight. God, give me vision for my life. Show me what you've made me to be. Show me who you are in my life. Maybe you've never been saved and you're on the edge and you're wondering. Ask God to show you himself and he will speak to you. I guarantee it. Start claiming these things in the name of Jesus. Start asking him to speak to you, to use you. Maybe you've been saved for a while, but you have not led anybody else to Jesus. Ask him to highlight someone in your life and give you the strength and the courage to go pursue them and lead them to Jesus. God, I pray for your power to pour into this room. God, I thank you that you have given us a spirit of power and of strength and not of timidity. God, I pray that we would be courageous as a youth group, that we would courageously and aggressively pursue you and your people, God. I pray that you would give us strength tonight, that we would not hold back, but we would claim the things you have given us already. We would hold to this promise that anything we ask for in your name, you would give to us. Lord, we are asking for the broken people of this city to come to know you. Lord, we are asking that we would not be timid, but you would give us a power and a strength that does not hold back. You would give us a confidence, a boldness, a courage, God. us to step out of our comfort zone tonight and to believe you for something big 
to believe you for more, to not just keep coming back to this place every week, but never really get anything out of it or never really ask you to use them. God, I pray for your power tonight. 